Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Joel Clark and Dion for another ep- Well, this isn't really an episode of Wusha Weekend, is it? is it? Is this an episode of Wusha Workshop, or is this just a special episode that we're having tonight? Yeah, it's a special crossover episode with Dion. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. so it's, it's we'll just call it a, you know, you know Wusha W. And it's a, we're going to cover Mortal Kombat, the 1995 film. Joel talked me into rewatching this. I, I have not seen this since I originally saw it in the theater. And my first, like when I first saw it, I really did not like the movie. So, but a lot of time had passed and Joel was very excited to watch it on Netflix because it was available. And so I was like, okay, I'll check it out again. And I watched it. And now we're going to have a discussion about it. And for those who don't know, I can't imagine that anybody listening to this doesn't. This is a a movie that was based on the video game, which I think came out, what, 92? Was that the... 91, 92, yeah, it was really young. I I mean, I remember playing the crap out of that game on the Genesis after school every day. So so anyways, here we are. What do you guys think of Mortal Kombat now that you've seen it again? After Well, I don't know, maybe you guys watch it all the time, but... Yeah, I assume it's been a while. It's, it has been a while for me. Uh, um, I also watched it in the theaters, but recall there is an age gap between us. And I was, I want to say eight when I saw it in the theaters. And I worshipped the floor that Mortal Kombat killed people on back then because it was the coolest. So uh, I had a high impression of this movie the first time. And it remains high. Um, granted, I'm an adult now. And... Um, I, I can sort of see the seams a little bit. It, so it's not just nostalgia for this one. But I did thoroughly enjoy it once again. Actually, uh, I watched this and then suggested it to you. And then I watched it again today just so it'd be fresh in my mind. And also because I wanted to watch it again because it's great. Um, so I'm still pretty much... I, I understand it's a bad movie in a lot of ways. But it's not a badly made movie. You don't have to apologize for opinions. If you like a movie, just like it. You don't need to... Well, well here's the thing. I'm not apologizing for my opinion there. I, I am putting a caveat on my opinion because i think i was kind of like i put the critical hammer down on 14 blades last time Mm -hmm. and i think that that was a sincere criticism that was born out of like looking at the movie and like you know like actually evaluating intellectually and i'm like i'm also gonna do that to this movie and when i do that i recognize that there's significant flaws to this movie okay right okay you know there there really are but it's not really structurally flawed nor i mean like it, it's like the acting is cornball granted but that is appropriate for the subject matter so it's it's one of those movies where i'm kind of of two minds about it i'm i've got my nostalgia goggles but they don't blind me to this movie's shortcomings and it's a satisfying watch even if you're looking at it critically so i still love the movie i really do um recognizing that it has flaws i love it dion what did you think of it well, this was my first time viewing. When the movie came out in 1995, I was considerably older than anybody else and already in the you're, workforce. Well, I want to be clear. You're not that much older than I am. Like, we're we're approximately in the same age category, I think. So don't, you know, don't, <laughs> don't feel like you were ancient when this came out. Um. Um, so it wouldn't have been a movie that was on my radar back then. But um, I enjoyed watching the movie. It was entertaining. Um, it wasn't a bad movie, but it wasn't like a great movie. Okay. But it, okay. I, it was entertaining for me. So, so, so here's the thing. I want to preface this by saying when I first watched this, I was going through my snobby phase with movies. Do you know what I mean? I was, I was going through a period where as a gamer, 
and being around like in a clique where people were generally really smart and maybe I wasn't the smartest person in the group, I was overcompensating a little bit and becoming a little bit of a, of a snob as a defense mechanism. And so when this movie came out, if it had come out in 89 and I had seen it, I would have loved it. But it came out in 95 and I had that more snobbish mentality. And so I rejected everything about it. But a lot of time has passed since then. So I watched it this time and I thought it was a good movie. It entertained me. It wasn't a perfect movie, obviously. But the martial arts, and we can talk about it because some of them are good, some of them aren't. But overall, for the time, the martial arts are pretty good. Um, you know, a you know, handful of the actors in this were exceptionally skilled uh it seemed so that really you know paid dividends in the movie uh for something based on a video game you know it 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 took stuff and again i don't know how close this approximates the actual lore in mortal kombat because i just remember actually almost perfect is it a guy who's a huge mortal kombat nerd it's almost exactly what was supposed to have happened in the game canonically now and, and is that was that material that they had already had in the game because i remember playing the game but i don't remember yep. oh so the, okay I'm not even right. i i still i legit could walk into the next room and pull out my original mortal Kombat one for the genesis and take out the instruction book which again was released several years beforehand and read you the plot of this movie out of it okay like, so that's how close they followed it so it worked in that respect i thought you know given the material they took stuff that it's really hard to sell in a movie and they made it they made it work and and I was engaged with it the whole way through. Again, it's not like a. It, it is a little bit cornball. It's a, it's a bit fantastical. It's sort of like a, um, you know, it's got traces of Zoo Warriors of Magic Mountain, but it also has elements of like Ninja Turtle and elements of um, just like Bloodsport and stuff like that. Like all this stuff that yeah. was kind of in the air. Yeah, the um, term pastiche comes into my mind, yeah. and I think that's appropriate. Yeah, it was definitely like a bit of a pastiche. It was definitely, like you were saying before the podcast, it was very much martial arts that were in American media at the time. Do you know what I mean? So, like, you know, it just, it, again, like I said, if it came out in 89, I would have had a much different reaction when I watched it because I was really into that stuff up until, you know, towards the end of high school where I maybe felt a little bit, ashamed to to like that kind of stuff and had to uh you know be a little more critical of things but 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 with this movie i i i enjoyed it um i had quibbles there was one detail that i remember really infuriating me when i saw the movie originally and still kind of bothered me this time which was when i when i did play mortal Kombat, which we which again we played like almost every day and the yeah. characters i gravitated towards were uh sub-zero and scorpion and sonya um, and Sonya was the only one that I was really good at beating people with. So I played her a lot and she had that really a acrobatic kick. She used to do where she would like grab you and then yeah, and and flip you around. Yeah. yeah. I love that move. And the way they did it in this movie, it was like half of the move. Do you know what I mean? And it was like, so yeah. inelegant and it wasn't anything like she, her character is like a really athletic fighter in the, in the game. And I thought that the woman that got to play her in this didn't really feel that i know she she didn't have like the guy that was playing Liu kang you're like oh that guy probably knows how to fight do you know what i mean like he yeah, looked like a real martial artist of the character yeah um yeah uh, there, there were a few casting choices like that because if you liked sub-zero again he like would throw his little freeze ray all over the arena in the game yeah. and he did it like 
he had this gigantic charge up time in the movie because of the limitations of those special effects back then in the freaking 95 CGI they were using. So his fight's pretty anticlimactic. They punch a little bit, then he starts charging up for his freeze ray, and Liu Kang throws a bucket of water at him, and he dies. <laughs> well, well, so, and that was my favorite character. I love Sub Zero, and, and that was one of the. So that was one of the little details of the movie that I would criticize too, where the woman's uh, was it Princess Katana says to him, "Use." Use the substance that produces life. Use the element to, of life. Yeah, what yeah, the hell the, was that about? yeah. The element that produces life, or the element that creates that life, gives to, life. That gives life. Thank you. Which you know is water. Yeah, and it, it was I just guess. like I mean, I guess maybe she had to say it that way because the sorcerer, what was his name, Shang Tsung, was that his name? Yeah, Shang Tsung. Yeah, uh, he was there, and maybe she had to be like surreptitious about it. But the, the sorcerer is really smart. He can figure out what the element that. You know, he, he he would have been able to figure out what she was trying to say, and the phrasing was just kind of strange. Like, she, you know, she could it, it just felt like odd phrasing to me. But uh, well, it, it's very, and this is a legitimate criticism of the movie. It's very screenwriter one hundred and one e, and like that was the exact beat of the movie, yeah. where someone had to introduce some kind of challenge for the hero, so they couldn't just say, "Oh, we're gonna put a bucket of water, just toss it at him." Yeah, like that would have that's what happened, but it would have deflated the drama of that scene. And they had to do it that way. Just like later on, Sonya has to get kidnapped because it's just that's the part of the movie where that happens. Well, so le- legit criticism. Well, and like the other thing, like I didn't necessarily need all the characters to have arcs like the um, do you know what I mean? Like, like all having to overcome some different fear. Like I get it. But like, I don't know. These days, I actually prefer when movies just don't even bother doing that. I feel like uh, that doesn't really add anything to the movie for me, and it feels like an unnecessary road that I have to go down with these characters. Where do you know what I mean? Except for maybe Liu Kang. Like Liu Kang, I kind of got why they were doing that with him. But like the other, like the main character, he's yeah. got to have an arc. But yeah. like, did Johnny Cage need an arc? Uh, not really. I do like that he's kind of the Tonto character. Like he's the ethnic sidekick, the white guy. Yeah. Um, that's sort of fun because when they're in Outworld, he's the guy cracking jokes like, oh, I don't know about this, Liu Kang. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, you're the shaggy. That's great. <laughs> and so so what did you guys think of uh, – we're going to go back through some of this other stuff. But what did you guys think of the CG? Because one of the things I noticed right off the bat was, you know, 95 movie, heavy use of CG. Some things work, some things didn't. I'm curious what you guys thought was successful and what you thought maybe they shouldn't have used – CG effects for this at this time. I choose to let Dion field this one. Dion. Okay. The CG didn't bother me in this one. Um, I mean, it was so fantasy that it was necessary, and I didn't find anything that necessarily didn't work for me. Um, I thought it all fit perfectly for what it had to do. Ooh, a bold choice. I, even even as a kid, reptile looking cartoon to me. You know the the the, the snake monster thing. Oh that yeah, gonna fight yep. in that world. Yeah, like I was like, ooh, he went all Langoliers with it, guys. And this is remember, this is still post Jurassic Park. Yeah. So. Yeah, but not everybody has the Jurassic Park Park money to lay down on. Uh, <laughs> Certainly, you know. Mortal Kombat the movie did not. So so here's what I thought. I thought. I agree with you about Reptile, but the one that really bothered me was Scorpion's grappling hook. Oh, that yeah. bugged the crap out of me. That it, it, Especially because it was doing stuff that it never even really needed to do in the game. So it was like, why are you elaborating on it like right, this when you don't have the effect? It's a rope dart, man. Yeah. 
you throw the spike and hit him and say get over here and then you uppercut yeah. them that's the best move they, after they, it would have looked better with practical effects because the, the the rope dart looked horrible um and it and i know what they were going for but it's just they didn't have the effects to make it work goro i thought looked really good but i don't know if he was cgi he looked like they yeah, used a was, lot of he was practical he that was, was practical? definitely a puppet okay so i thought he yeah, looked fine which which again well i mean who knows i i don't know what well, we can look it up after but if he was a practical effect which i somewhat suspect he might have been or maybe a mixture of practical and cgi but again it's an, it's another reason why i still think cgi was a mistake i left you know i, I you know i know i'm in a very small group of of vocal critics here but uh, you know when i see a movie like this and i see how well goro worked and how grounded that character looks and how how bizarre a lot of the other cgi effects look i think you know to me i i, I think we would have been better off just sticking with practical effects and you know goro using... was practical he was somebody in a suit i knew it much. i knew it yeah see to this guy i was the one who was like oh it's that and he's like are you sure well i wanted to be sure i wanted to be sure i wanted to be sure i had a suspicion but i wasn't you know you know i will give give this to your opinion on this one dion i think that you're right in the regard that they never they they only they give you some money shots with the cgi they do which was a mistake because they should never put it at center stage but they know not to dwell on it too long right right so even though it's awkward, it's not awkward for long, and they move on to the next part. And it's really kinetic. So you, it's it never really hits the point where you're like, okay, come on, movie, this is ludicrous. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so yeah, that was, I mean, those were my big thoughts on on CGI. Uh, what did you guys what think? You... Oh, what was that? Oh, I thought so. Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> what did you guys think of the martial arts in general? Were there any fight scenes that you thought looked good? Were there any that you really were bothered by? Hmm. Yeah, honestly, I really like the martial arts in this movie. And I like that they, because uh, it, again, it's based on a video game. And in the video game, it's it was of the era of fighting games. You could spam the throw a fireball attack pretty yeah. easily. And even like Johnny Cage had a, a version of the fire, fireball attack for some reason. Because in Hollywood, you learn how to throw a fireball. It's a real thing, kids. Um, but they, they knew enough to... He was learning Doman Karate. That's what it was. Sure. <laughs> He's the, he's the guy that throws the chi balls. Have you ever heard of him? Oh wait, no, I do know. He's that. the guy that they oh, always God. they do the exposés of him every few years because he's kind yeah, of a con yeah. artist. Yeah, so he's, he's like famous for doing okay, the knockout chi balls. Yeah, 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 yeah. But remember, if your tongue is in the roof of your mouth, it won't yeah. work. We need we need at one guy. point we should do a whole episode just on Dillman alone. Um, well, there's a guy I I bought a a manual on how to be a ninja as a lark once, and the guy that did that. Uh, does a ton of those manuals, so he's not the only one who's in that business. And I, I kind of, kind of love that stuff. So I'm surprised it didn't pop right into my head. Anyway, um, the the point being, they knew as filmmakers, like, look, we've got to, you know. So the sorcerer character uses a lot of magic, and the magical god guy uses magic. But yeah. for the most part, they're just throwing punches and kicks, and it's yeah. cut. There's a lot of cuts, like action cuts, with yeah. the actors who are weaker in martial arts which kind of helps disguise the fact that they're nowhere near as good as some other actors who have clearly strained in the martial arts how to look, make them look good on, on film. Uh, but the again, the people who made this movie knew enough to cut it, for the most part, 
such as that that wasn't noticeable. Now, I've obviously, I'm a 34-year-old man now. I've been watching movies my whole life. I now know some of the tricks they were using, so it's more obvious to me. Like, the first fight scene with Johnny Cage is supposed to be one take of them going and fighting these guys in a movie, and there's, like, 18 cuts in that, so it's pretty clear that Johnny was doing several cuts, you know, the actor that played Johnny. Um, however, it does look good when you assemble it together and when they hold on someone and they do shots where they're just fighting it's someone like you know the guy who played Liu Kang where like he clearly knows what he's doing and he looks really good doing it so the presentation is fantastic even if the casting choices and the way they had to to present it clearly presented them with a lot of problems yeah. so that's kind of like my verdict on the fighting was it thrilling yes yeah. great action movie cuts is yeah. it clear that some of them aren't that great in martial arts well not super apparent well, my, my view on this is if you are casting somebody because they're an actor that's good and you want them in the movie to, to you know, because you need a good actor, that's fine. Just don't have them do wheel kicks and stuff. Do you know what I mean? But mm. there were a lot of, the, uh, most of the martial arts in this I thought were unobjectionable. They were mostly good. It's just there were a handful, you know, like mostly with people like the Sonya character and stuff like that where like just by looking at how the people stand and hold themselves, you can just tell this person isn't convincing as a as a fighter. You know, I could think of other people that would have been better for this role sort of a thing. Um, every once in a while you get that, but for the most part it's fine. And even with, you know, like the Christopher Lambert character, he doesn't even really need to do anything. He just does the lightning stuff for the most part. So it doesn't even matter how good he Movie was. Movie long quickening. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, so yeah, I don't know. Dion, what did you think of, of most of the martial arts? I thought the, the martial arts was pretty good like you said you can definitely tell who has real training in martial arts um johnny cage only trained for this movie so it's pretty evident he doesn't have years of experience um i don't know if the sonia person had any training or not prior to this but she did her best i mean she did do her own stunts, which I guess can be a plus. But, I mean, there's definitely the way someone kicks and the way someone stands and positions their body parts that you can tell after watching a whole bunch of these movies if they're a real practitioner or not. And you can tell those two definitely aren't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, I mean again, I don't know for sure because I didn't really... I This is not a movie where I was going to do the deep dive that we sometimes do into things. But... <laughs> I got the impression that she didn't really know much of Marcel's. I got the same impression with Johnny Cage. Um, though I did, I did, I do think at one point he did a wheel kick that I thought looked pretty good. And at one point Sonya did a kick that I thought looked really good too. So I feel like they must've had some on, like, like you were saying on the set training, but like they, to me, it's like, it's a lot of times it's like when they're in the stance, do you know what I mean? And I just like, mm -hmm. that does not look like a martial artist to me. That does not look like a person who knows martial arts or fighting or, you know what I mean? There's just a, Whereas, like, the, the guy that you know, that played Liu Kang, I was like, oh, yeah, that guy looks like he knows what to do. Um, well, that's... Again, there's a lot of smartness in the way they blocked the fight scenes, too. Because, right. remember, Sonya only really fights Kano, who's yeah. a guy with a weird prosthetic on his face. And most of that is about the character arcs that they're going through and not about the fighting. Uh, Johnny Cage actually fights Goro, and there's, like, the little split kick he does where he yeah. punches him in the jimmies. And then he has his little character moment. Yeah. The ones who square off and do the actual epic final fight are the two guys who actually know how to do martial arts, yeah. which is the actor that did Kang and the actor that did Shang Tsung. They have amazing physical presence. 
Yeah. Like their their attacks look like they were really kinetic and good. The guy who did Liu Kang had these traps that were like unnaturally large. That was it was it was actually it was I I was I, 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 I had trouble not paying really attention to that. Big, yeah, on camera, like he looked huge. But his slow. traps were like a fan. Do you know what I mean? It was like yeah, a, uh, it was unusual. Uh, like like I don't I I don't th- even in bodybuilders I I don't think you usually see it that big, um, but uh, I don't know he must like doing shrugs or something but uh, but it was yeah I, uh, no I I agree with you I agree with you Kano I really liked the casting for Kano I thought that guy was because that's the sort of character like when I was sitting down to watch it again I was like what are the, what on earth is Kano gonna be like because I remember him from video game but the accent the 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 ill-mannered like demeanor of the character <laughs> just everything about him was perfect it was you know he was he's the most like likable trash character in the movie i very much agreed and really we had a lot of time with the villains in this movie we had to even get like goro got like fleshed out which okay <laughs> I, I liked how arrogant goro was that was it was it was charming that he, you know, he's because you could tell that was going to be his downfall in the yeah. in the film, you know, and uh, and so I, I I like that when he gives the big speech about how he's a general and all this stuff, and you know that that worked for me, and uh, and Chang Soon that that was a great villain. I I, I thought yeah. it, you know Hammy obviously, but for this you want a Hammy villain, and it, it totally worked. So you know, I I I I, and I thought the actor did a great job, and he you know he's a He's kind of typecast like that, but you know that he, you know, he's he's good in those kind of roles, and um, and uh, who else was it? Was there and Christopher Lambert as as, as Ra- Raiden or Raiden? What was it, Joel? They, they say Raiden in this movie. I think the actual pronunciation of the actual character they're referencing is Raiden. Okay, but I don't. I really feel like they made a different character for this movie whose name can be Raiden for all I freaking care, okay. and they can cast him with the Highlander guy so, inexplicably. So in the video game, he looks totally different. Like he has the same yes. costume type thing, but he just he does not look like Christopher Lambert at all in the video game. But they obviously chose Christopher Lambert because he was from the Highlander series or from the movies. So he's like in a you know you associate him with immortality, and and the Highlander they have the lightning whenever the quickening happens. So mm-hmm. it, it just makes sense. Um, I thought he was fine in this role, but I couldn't help noticing that he basically plays the highlander like the personality is identical even down to the laugh and and the laugh actually there's like a couple of moments where he does the laugh and it's like really at an inappropriate time and you're like what is up with raiden like why is he laughing you know what? at and this it's moment kind of maniacal too yeah. i mean yeah. the laughing was maniacal it was like i know he's supposed to be their guide but <laughs> dude you seem like a villain yeah it's, it's like really i think they were was... going for a yoda thing but it just it just didn't work because Christopher Lambert just doesn't have that kind of a vibe. Do you know what I mean? So, so okay, that, okay. Now that I'm thinking about it, though, this would have been such a better sequel to Highlander than Highlander Two. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. I'm Any, think anything of this movie as a Highlander. Okay. Movie from now on. So I just got to. So I, when I was a kid, I loved the Highlander, and when Highlander oh, yeah. 2, when they announced Highlander Two, I was super excited, and when it came out, I remember going to see it, and that was like the first sequel that I remember experiencing disappointment with where I was like, Oh my God, it wasn't the great return to the franchise. I thought it was going to be, it was, it was just utter crap from beginning to end. And like, like from the, 
the moment that film lost me is when they changed the lore and they made them into like space aliens that you know what I mean they 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 retro yeah. they retconned everything with that and it just ruined well, the first movie it's so clear they had another different idea that wasn't the Highlander and they're like let's get the license and we'll make it work you know I don't know what happened to that movie I would like to know but that was just an abomination that film so I think yeah even this would have been more fitting to fall you know they could have written it so that the Highlander becomes Raiden somehow and it would have Why been not? better I yeah. mean like it, is this, this movie isn't set in a particular time or place I mean it's kind of got a Hollywood like vibe thing but like really I'm fine with this being the sequel to The Highlander. Yeah, you know? I agree. It's I like... agree. In fact, I think we should make this our unofficial sequel to The Highlander. <laughs> so the, the the sequels will forever go Highlander, Mortal Kombat, and then, I don't know, was there any Highlander that was good after the first one? No, there was Highlander 1, 2, and 3. There might have been some that were straight to video. I don't know, but Highlander 3 kind of blew too. To video. Yeah, I don't remember 3 being great. Uh I may pick the straight-to-video ones and see if there's a really weird cornball one. There was a TV show also. There was a TV series for that. Oh, yeah. I love the TV series. Yeah, yeah that was a good series. Was it, it, was. That one, was it Duncan McLeod in that one? They didn't yeah, I think it was Duncan yeah, McLeod. Yeah, it was yeah. different. But, but I think Christopher Lambert had some guest appearances in that one. He did. Oh, cool. All right, now i got to watch it. <laughs> we'll have to do a Highlander episode at one point. Um, but... Uh, but we can only do one. Yeah. But <laughs> we can't do it on holy ground. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So so there's all, all you know. So those are all of the characters and stuff. What about the setting? How do you guys feel about the setting? The magical setting of the I forget the name of the place. Was where where did the 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 tournament? Where is it originally taking place? That 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 weird island. Did that have a name or no? Did it? I thought it did. I can't remember now. Rats, I'm supposed to be the lore guy on this I thought one. it was a cool location. Like you were saying, it wasn't really culturally specific. It was kind of... Uh, there was a lot of pastiche going on. But I kind of like that. And I kind of... In a way, I kind of miss that. Because we don't really do that anymore. Now everything's usually a lot more specific. But I was thinking while I was watching this, you know, this kind of has like a nice adventure vibe to it. Yeah, that... it, it felt a little closer to like Indiana Jones. Yes. Or like even... Um... Even like, that movie Hook that came out, like it had kind of that sort of like general adventure vibe to it. You know? Yeah. So I thought I thought that setting worked. I liked when they went to um, I can't remember the name of the place that, that where the final battle takes place, but they went to that another is world. Outworld, sir. That's Outworld. 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 Yeah. So it's a terrible name, but it but it was a good good <laughs> location. Up. It is. <laughs> Outworld is a awful awful fantasy. Name. It immediately but, conjures outhouse into your mind. Well, it's just know. like. I don't know. It's just, I'm not a fan of names like that. You know, like, you know. I guess it's not. The, I mean, I don't know. I guess it can work, but it it just did. It seemed a little. You don't bit... like the name Dark Badland? Come on, dude. Uh, what about Wicked Evil Place? It's better than those. It's better ba- than those. Badropolis. 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 Yes. I wouldn't. Have, no, that would have been amusing. Badropolis. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do they really ba- call it that? Ba- yes. Badtropolis. Way more menacing back in the day. Because you name something Badtropolis and you you savor it. You 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 incorporate anything that's ever been associated with bad into that setting. Do you know what I mean? And that uh, it's gonna work. Um, but but out. What, what was it again? Outworld was that it? Outworld. Out, yeah. Outhouse. Uh, uh, outworld. 
uh, or the name didn't work for me, but the setting was cool. I thought I like I liked the palace and the I like the backstory too. Where like there was even this weird thing where like even though they're these horrible people that like take over worlds, apparently they still abide by the line of succession on the world they take over. So they had to yeah. they had to bring Princess Katana over to in order to get to make sure that the the, the succession was um the succession was uh you know legitimized legit, yeah which yeah. I, I... It's weird that they took the lore so seriously and that it actually really worked. Um, this may be, and like I might, I don't even think I'm stretching here. This may be the best video game movie ever made. It's not a great movie, but when you're looking at the other video games, you're alone in the darks and things like that. Your blood rains. This might be the best this, video game movie this, ever made. This same director did Resident Evil, didn't he? Uh, you know what? I wouldn't even be slightly surprised. I think he did. I, I thought Resident Evil was a good video game movie. I remember. It was, but I remember, it was not like the lore of Resident Evil. No, they took a lot of liberties, but I thought they improved on it. And, uh, like, the, I mean, the video game is a classic. The original Resident Evil, I remember playing, and that was a, what they did worked 100%. But in terms of what they did to make it work as a movie, I thought those were all smart choices. You know what I mean? Um, we may have to we may have to go and watch the Resident Evil movies because I remember like okay I'm, okay I'm a purist I, with this I, hold stuff, on but like I just want to clarify I said Resident Evil was a good movie I didn't say that the movies that followed in the series were good so that, you know. none of them were good but I wound up enjoying all of them when I watched them and okay. it, so I, I have a strange relationship with those movies we'll get into it at some the, point the first so one like, I remember having like I remember my friend dragged me to see that because I was like this movie's gonna suck. And, and I remember really enjoying it when I went to go watch it the first time. And then I would, you know, and it's a movie where I've, I've watched it again multiple times since. So, you know, it, it, it had a, a it, it's up there. I mean, zombie movies, the bar is fairly low, but, you know, it's part, it was part of my zombie movie library, I would say. Um, so, so, all right. So, uh, any other what about the tournament itself? Because that, this is a tournament movie, so it does have sort of an Enter the Dragon, uh, blood ooh, sport does. type. Hmm? I said, ooh, it does. And and tournaments, that's like a genre, I feel. Do you know what I mean? Like tournament movies are a genre. Yeah. And I don't know, how, how do you guys think it handled it? Do you like the way they handled the tournament? Did it work for you? No complaints. I mean, they even had fatalities and they, they kept the structure from the game. It looked like a legit tournament. It, it was great. It was a really good structuring mechanism, and it made for a lot of. It made for a good excuse to have a lot of fights. Um, I also liked that they introduced that Shang Tsung would constantly cheat. So there were other different fights that we got, and they were a lot of them more unexpected. Uh, like the fight with Scorpion felt like an ambush, or then the fight where like all of our main characters are fighting, which are faceless goons. It's just Shang Tsung screwing with them, you know. Like they had different settings, and they had basically all the fights you remember from the game. Like all the characters from the first game show up. They all fight. A lot of them get killed. It's pretty amazing, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like the tournament structure here. I thought uh, I liked it. What one thing I like about tournament movies, which again you see this in a movie like Enter the Dragon, there's room for intrigue between the fights. Do you know what I mean? And you get this sort of just this fun, adventurous feeling of. You go on an invitation to a tournament, but there's really more going on than meets the eye, and you have to kind of figure out what it is, and, you know, there's a sense of danger, but there's also this tournament that people have to participate in, which is, gets in the way of a lot of the intrigue at times. Do you know what I mean? It creates this, having to choose between things, and, and, and I don't know, I, I like it. I think tournaments are a great backdrop 
especially for a martial arts movie. Um, and so, you know, I thought it worked as a tournament type movie. I mean, if, you know, had that sort of blood sport, you know, enter the dragon type level of handling the structure, I thought. Hey, speaking of that, like in between round drama stuff, hey, Dion, what do you think about the romance between uh, Sonya Blade and Johnny Cage? <laughs> she does I'm not like... look impressed. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was like mad that they were like looking at each other all googly eyed at the end with her ar- with his arm around her because I thought that he was like a complete jackass the whole time. And just making undercutting, you know, remarks to her, and then you're going to be all in love with him by the end of the film. No, she should have beat the crap out of him by the end of the film. I mean, you know, they were friends, but it looked like there was obviously more going on than just friendship at the end of the movie. And he, you know, went off the saver. He would have done that just as a friend, too, but I suspected there was an ulterior motive but i wasn't like thrilled with it they could have left that out um there was supposed to be a romance between katana and um lu kong's so but i'm glad they didn't do that no they they had lu katana come on man that was a great ship remember she was all like use the element that brings life well i feel like whatever was was going on moment right there yeah. Whatever okay. was going on with them felt much more understated. There may have been, you know what I mean? There was like a romance possibly, but it wasn't front and center. And the stuff with, I felt like the stuff with um, Johnny Cage and uh, and Sonya, it was like they really wanted you to know that this was, a, like it was really important to them that we understand that these two characters have some kind of mutual attraction and all. And it just, it just seemed like a really stupid pairing to me, to be yeah. honest. The, uh, yeah. the guys at Red Letter Media call that a case of the not gaze, where they, they make sure to pair <laughs> up the characters with their their opposites. Because they had, like, Liu Kang and Johnny Cage go to the Outworld together, and, like, you know what? I'm telling you, man. Cage Kang, Cage Kang. That would have been a great ship. But no, no, we had to give them both the not gaze. They all got, no, there's a girl over there. See, they both have their own girl. Well, that's how what, they roll. What I think cool bothered me gay. about it was it was just like they kind of resemble each other in a, in style and stuff like that. They have the same looking hair, so they should be together. That was it. Seemed like that kind of a thing. Do you know what I mean? It was just like there's yeah, no. It, it very much was. Yeah, there was. It's, there's it's no. Crowbarred. Yeah, there's no reason. The not gaze. If there was any actual chemistry there, it wouldn't be the not gaze. It would be a natural outflow of the chemistry. And it, and maybe if they had more time, they could have built to it. But it's just sort of like, it was like, why are we inserting this romance at this point when I really don't care? You know, like that, that was, uh, it just did it just didn't, didn't work for me. Uh, what bothered me was that Johnny Cage came with a friend at the beginning of the movie. Remember the black guy? Oh yeah. What was oh his yeah. Name? Yeah. He, he had that a name, he didn't name that character. Yeah. And you know, his ultimate revenge was for him at the end, but he came with the friend and then the friend gets dumped, you well, know, just thrown aside. Sorrow, right? Yes. But that's like halfway through the and movie. And his soul but... gets sucked out, right? Yes. His soul. <laughs> yeah. um, and you're yeah. right. Like, that's like, yeah, Joel, that's like if you and I got sucked in this world and Goru kills you. And then I like him just like hitting on some woman that's at the, do you know what I mean? Like, I forgive you. Okay. <laughs> You know the kind of soul I would be no, inside but, of a sorcerer's belly. But she has a point. Like, it is just, really just, like... 
Just avenge me, man. <laughs> but as soon as Rainy came and told those three that they were the three, the hope of the world, it's like the best friend just kind of gets tossed aside, and then yeah. all you see is these three together. And yeah. then all of a sudden, the friend comes back to fight Goro and then ends up dead, and his soul sucked out. And then so now the new motivation for Johnny Cage is to um, avenge his friend, but then his girlfriend gets kidnapped and taken to another world, so he has to save her. So, I mean, I felt I bad like, for the poor best friend. Yeah, that was actually a pretty heartrending scene, even though we don't spend a lot of time with that character. Like, that actor really sells how screwed he is when the giant four-arm yeah. monster starts beating the hell out of him. So, like, yes. you feel it. And then he gets sucked into shit. I was thinking about that. I, I was So, number one... I was thinking about that forearm guy. He grabs your arms and there's nothing you can do. He just beats on you because he has your arms and he's got four of them. So, you know what? Oh, yeah. But that's, I was, a, that's a move in the game, too, and it sucks in the game, too. <laughs> well, I was also thinking about how, like, that really would have to suck seeing something like Goro show up. Like, this giant... Like, can you imagine just the how much that would deflate any 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 morale that you would have to, to go yeah, on? Yeah, I mean, well, that's... Yeah. They sell that too because like they made the puppet way taller and it's yeah. huge and broad and grotesque. Yeah, it's pretty demoralizing. <laughs> it's like yeah, it just seems like oh my god. But uh, but yeah, I, I think I think Dion you could maybe make a little bit of a case. Johnny Cage is almost like a little bit of a sociopath when you think about all that happening. And now he's just like doing like all these one-liners and not like, did he even say anything? Like Sonya was the one that screamed when, when the friend died, right? I think everyone was like, no. I heard so, I just heard Sonya's voice in that scene. Yeah, I remember Sonya screamed and everybody else I think kind of was in. Because I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't even remember that that was Johnny Cage's friend. I was like, oh, is that the guy that came here with Sonya? Like, because I knew she was part of some kind of SWAT team thing. So I thought it was... Her partner was named Jax, and he doesn't show up in the first game, but he does show up in the second. With I remember Jax. I remember Jax because he he was one of my favorite characters in the later. Oh games. yeah, man, Jax. Well, Jax was the Goro of Mortal Kombat yeah. too. I know we had Kintaro, but like for real, I could play as Jax, and he would whoop your. Okay, fine. It, I love Jax. Shut up. He was great. But but either way, I I was confused because I forgot that he even brought a friend, and so. <laughs> But, but well, that's how little presence he has in the movies. There's a legitimate complaint. That guy basically exists to be the best friend that dies, and like they didn't even really put go out of their way to avenge him, you know? Because Johnny, when he goes to fight Goro, it isn't I've got to avenge my friend. It's yeah. I've got to protect my oh. new girlfriend who I just met. What I have the point. I have one other complaint about the movie: the scene where Liu Kang is facing off against uh, Shang Tsung and. He pretends to be Liu Kang's younger brother, who he had killed earlier. Oh, yeah. I hate when they do that in movies, where like the hero sees something that is demonstrably an illusion. The hero has no reason to believe it's anything else other than that. But because of nostalgia and memories, they get weak and they start. Be- you know, it's it's sort of like like if I was in his shoes and like that person pretended to be my sister. I would not be moved. It would just infuriate I would punch me more. My sister in the well, face. it would infuriate me more. Do you know what I mean? Because I would know it's not true. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't. I wouldn't suddenly get all weak willed in the in the face. Yeah. Of, you know, when I know I'm dealing I, with a sorcerer. You know, screenwriting one hundred and one. So that's that's you're going to that same complaint where like that's just the point in the movie where you yeah. have to have that cathartic realization. No, I get it. I get it. Script the clock. 
Uh, I get it. I and get you're it. right. It's, it's actually frustrating. Even as a kid, I was I, like, he knows Shang Tsung can change forms. Punch that dude. Right. That's not your brother. I don't like movies where like the whole way through the movie, they're telling the character, you got to be brave. You got to be brave. And then there's like this one moment where they're suddenly, they, they're like, yes, I got to be brave. And then that's when everything works for them. Dude, I don't like that kind of ham-fisted, I don't know what well, you would I mean, call like, it. But... Even Raiden is like, you have the skills, but now you need the will <laughs> then you shall pay the bills yeah. does a little rap i'm pretty pretty certain i remember that correctly and didn't just freestyle it <laughs> so, be jealous it's fine most people yeah, they, they had a real problem containing christopher lambert's desire to rap during the movie <laughs> <laughs> i mean that was just what he, he was launching his rap career yeah. <laughs> it was just really hard to rhyme the phrase highlander so they didn't take off <laughs> Quickening was another one he got stuck on a lot. So. I think the quickening you could do a lot with it, or raps. I yeah, feel like sickening. The yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Oh, that look could... at you, right off the top yeah. of your head. Okay, clearly rap is not going to be my next career. It's not mine either. <laughs> I don't know. You and me together have got at least two good rhymes between us. <laughs> we can do a couplet or something. So. So I don't know. Should we do? We want to do this. Isn't technically Wusha weekend. So do we want to do ratings and recommendations? How do we want to end the? How do we want to cap this episode? Of I don't think it's entirely fair to rope Dion into our talk about like how would you make this into rules mechanics. So I think ratings uh, is probably a better way to cap it off. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So I'll go first, and I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to give this a four. I'm going to give it a four because I really enjoyed it and it was entertaining. It was corny in a lot of ways, but it was fun. And I, and, and even though, like I said, I despised it when it first came out, now that I've seen it again, I probably will watch it again, you know, sometime in the near future, not immediately, but I, I do feel like I want to see it again. Um, and I also feel like maybe I'm making up for how, bad i was to the movie when it first came out by giving it a four but i don't know it, it entertained me and you know the martial arts were way better than i remembered and you know i thought it was a you know again it was it's it 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 it, 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 is, it gets at a much higher level than you would expect a video game movie to get so you know i i think a four is reasonable wow sincerely impressed by that rating i didn't think you'd get anywhere near that high well, I'm going to give it a three. I don't have the video game background that you guys do. I didn't play it. I'm sure my brother did when it came out because he's still playing video games. Um, but really a man of class. I like this guy. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have to give it a three. I thought it was entertaining, but like I usually give my fours and fives. I have to have some kind of emotional, emotional value yeah. to it. And I didn't have an emotional and response I, to this, so, but I thought it was a good movie, and it's something that I would watch again just because it was a good movie. I would watch it again, but it's not an emotional movie for me. And I, and I will say, this did not have the emotional element for me either, but I'm grading it on the blood sport system where i don't need yeah like like yeah your your brother broke his back big deal do you mean whatever whatever it was in blood sport i always get that one confused with kickboxer but i know there's always like an injured brother at the beginning of these kind of movies and you know which we had here too and you know it's 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 never emotive in any real way uh so 
Joel, what about you? <laughs> I okay. So, and I'm I'm really of two minds about this, or, or even more than two, because like, do you judge this movie? as a movie in which case you really can't give it more than a c grade right it's basically just a forgettable action movie like at the core of this as just in the greater realm of cinema that's what it is you know do i judge it as a mortal combat movie as a guy who loves a mortal combat franchise in which case it'd have to be an ace because it's the perfect mortal combat movie if you're gonna make a stupid arcade machine and they're they're like ludicrous pastiche of pop culture which was their backstory into a movie and do it faithfully and do it this well you have to consider this an out of the out of the park success you know so is it a video game movie is it an action movie if it's just like a cinema movie if i'm going in here to be emotionally moved i'm with dion on this like this is like a two like i guess there's stuff with his brother and technically the main character has an arc but it's everything's so watery there are likable characters in this movie and it delivers on its premise and I think that's where I judge the movie. Mm-hmm. Are the characters fun? Yes. Is it accurate to the game? Surprisingly, and that's good. I would. That's baffling, and it's almost. I don't know if it's ever been happened. It's ever been happened. It's ever happened again <laughs> in the history of cinema that they've made a video game movie that was faithfully a video game movie that was good. Um, does it give you everything you want out of a Mortal Kombat movie? Yes. Does it give you enough to be a passable action movie? Yes. Um, so, and I may be grading on the, so I'm kind of grading on a weird curve here and I am putting some nostalgia goggles on. I'm also going to give it a four and I'm going to give it a solid four because like, I don't really, even, even Dion who, and I agree with her on this, there's no emotional connection to this movie, but even you said you'd see it again. Mm-hmm. That, that's surprising because this is a movie that like, it, it just doesn't have the kind of, like you wouldn't expect it. And it's, you, it really comes out of left field with how, much lastability it has, how much rewatchability it has. Like, because you don't want to think about this in the same time you think about stuff like Jurassic Park or Is a Lost Ark or Back to the Future. It's, but if it's in that pantheon, it's like a really tiny, minor, obscure deity, but it's there. So I got to give it a four. It's, it's really got a little niche in pop culture that's totally unique to it, and it's worth your time and effort to watch. Yeah, I def, I definitely will say I was unfair to it when I first saw it. I, I can definitely see that now. Like I. Also, we didn't talk about the music. Was the um, oh god, yes, was, a plus. Now was that that was not in the game because I remember the game had like more of a it like was double harmonic game. minor. Music. Yeah, yeah. The video game music was much more limited, and it, the it wasn't really huge on the Super NES or the, the superior sound system, as I recall. So oh. the Sega stuff was very present, but you're right, it's like a minor. Um, however. The Mortal Kombat album, again, I'm showing my fanboyism, that was released alongside the video game. Had this? Yep. Well, <laughs> had, it had similar music. I don't know if it had well, this exact stuff, but I do believe, I at least want to say that the main theme was on that album. So. When I did Taekwondo, I remember they used to play this album through the speaker. You know, whenever you, whenever you do any kind of martial arts, it's often music because it's like you have to develop mm-hmm. rhythm and stuff. And in Taekwondo, it's very bouncy. It's very sort of, you know, I'm bouncing yeah. like this. Listeners can't see, but I'm making a motion with my hand here, and it, and 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 it pretty much matched the rhythm perfectly of uh, Mortal Kombat. So when I heard the soundtrack, it brought like instantly. I'm like, oh man, I feel like bouncing and hitting a hitting a heavy water bag. But uh, uh, but yeah, very so, '90s club music. But it's yeah, it's beautifully used. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I mean, 
it's it, you know that 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 style of training is obviously not aged very well in, in the age of UFC, but <laughs> but but it is how we used to do things. You know what I mean? Like I remember, like you know, and 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 I feel like a lot of guys that that came to a place like that, they all kind of tried to look like Johnny Cage or have that. You know what I mean? There was that mm-hmm. kind of a vibe going on. Um, but the music I thought was really good. The only thing I will say is I feel like the one fight scene in the movie that kind of fell a little flat for me was the one where they were really playing that music over the fight scene and it was like a little out of sync with what was going on or something do you know what i mean there was mm. this it, it's it wasn't bad it's just that it was like ah i don't know if they need to play the music here right now i think they could have used other music and it would have been better um but you're grimacing like you might not agree so uh, no i'm just i'm thinking about it because you're right there's because fights, like you were talking about, have a rhythm, and the music has a rhythm. And you know what? They may not have actually lined them up skillfully yeah. in that scene. Because you're right. Uh, cause that's the the reptile fight scene you're talking about, right? Where it's, it's the really one. Blaring. It's the you know, it was one where there was like a bunch of guys fighting in the tournament island thing. I can't remember. Is that the one where they're just the three of them are fighting that group of dudes? Yeah, on the stairs or something. It could have been one of two things. Scene. It could have been too detached from the rhythm, or it could have been too close to the rhythm. Do you know what I mean? Like a, an example of that where I think it's annoying is in Highlander three, when they were playing Dr. Feelgood in the background and the swords literally clash to the rhythm of the to vocals, the, to the bass. Yeah. Though. Well, to the vocals, I think it was like, do you, I don't know. So whatever, what it might've been the bass, but some element of the music, the swords were uh, in sync with the rhythm of it. And it was like, that feels really weird because they are not hearing this music. We are hearing this music. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so if it's too close to it, it can be bad, but if it's too far away, it just feels like why is this music even playing? So it's a delicate balance, I think. Um, so yeah, so I don't know any any additional final thoughts before we we head out on this one. We should finish this review. <laughs> finish so, it. So it's Fatality. on. It's on Netflix. People can watch it on Netflix. If you're like me and you saw it in the '90s and maybe it didn't, you know, land well with you because of the, Time, the way that people were at the time and all that maybe try watching it again because you might have a different opinion of it i would say and i don't know you know i, I think uh you know it's it, it's available if you want to see it on netflix um <laughs> okay it like that come on man this this movie is worth a revisit uh this is this is my i actually have my kids down right now uh through the summer and in addition to Back to the Future and Nina Jones, all those three movies that they've never seen before, uh, Jurassic Park and stuff like that, this was another movie that was on the list. Hmm. So if you're going through your 90s movie collection and you've neglected Mortal Kombat, put it on. Put it on Netflix and watch it. You're not gonna, you're, you'll be surprised at how much it holds up and how much well, fun you have watching it. I will say this. There was a lot of garbage that came out in the 90s. like A lot of stuff that at the yes. time was hailed, but in hindsight is really clunky and weird because everything was so quirky. And this movie, it's almost as if the 90s didn't exist. Do you know what I mean? This movie was made like, this movie could have been made. This It's like the 80s just kept going and this movie yes. was made. And I think that that works in the favor of the movie because it doesn't look like a 90s movie. Even even down to the hair. Like there's a little, with the Liu Kang character, there's a little something about the way his hair is done where you're like, ah, oh, that's it's kind feathered. of a 90s. Yeah, but, but, that that's an 80s, 80s, but that's an 80s thing, the feathering, right? Like the Well, 80s, 90s. Okay, but, feathering. but but here's the thing about it. It's almost timeless. It's not exactly timeless, but if you made this in the early 2000s, I think it still would have looked about the same way, too. There's something about this movie 
that hits that kind of that cultural yeah. streak we were all on. Like, so yeah, I can watch this movie and it doesn't make me feel like Nirvana or Stone Temple Pilots were going on in the back. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't yeah. feel the effect of the grunge movement on this movie, but a lot of other movies you feel the effect of the grunge movement on. Do you know what I mean? Well, like even you, classics like the crow had kind of a grunge. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. The crow would be a perfect, yeah. and I like the crow, but you yeah, can't, great, you cannot you separate can... the crow from the time it was made. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That is, no, you definitely know it was made in a certain time. Yeah. And, and this one, I don't. It doesn't feel as pinned to to the period that it was made in, which I think for a Mortal Kombat movie is probably good. Do you know what I mean? Because you you wouldn't want you wouldn't want those ninety elements to be so strong in a Mortal Kombat movie. It would conflict with the source material. Do you do you, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, uh, you don't want to you don't want to go TMNT two and have Vanilla Ice show up and do the Mortal Kombat <laughs> rap, although. <laughs> If he did, if instead of being Shao Kahn last scene, it was just Vanilla Ice, and he was like, time to do the Mortal Kombat rap, I would have been on board. All right, Vanilla, take me away, man. Was that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Is that what that was from? Yeah, it was the second one. He okay. did the, the Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go, oh, uh, oh. The, the last scene. I hated the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. Okay. I... No, no, no! I'm not You're... blaming you. I'm not. I'm not being judgmental. I'm just. Well, I, I'm you just... Can legitimately hate those movies. You're not wrong. No, I I was excited to see the the first one, but something up there was there was this period in movie making when that came out, and I feel like every movie that year except like I don't know one or two films. When I go back to watch them, I feel sick to my stomach because of the Whoa. you know what I mean, like just like something about movies that came out that year. There was like an there was like an aesthetic in the air that just wasn't working, even at the time when I was you know watching them, it wasn't working. Really. Yeah, I, I saw that. Let me see. The first time I saw that, I want to say it was at a drive-in movie theater. And again, I was a little kid. I think I had my Donatello action figure with me. So I will admit it was shockingly darker and more like gritty than the cartoon. So I was definitely uh, taken for a ride by that movie because it has an unexpected emotional like complication to it. Um, that I don't know. I, I could see disliking the movie in a lot of ways. It wasn't uh, the grittiness. I, I, it was something about. I don't know how to put it. It had almost like a little monsters feel to it that I really didn't like. Um, mm. And there were a lot of movies that came out that year that I remember having the same reaction to just feeling like I remember feeling like I was stuck in a moment where films just weren't going to, you know, except for like Goodfellas, which I think came out in the same year, but Ooh. yeah, Goodfellas is a yeah, wonderful man. movie. Um, well, it's a classic, you know, but, but there were just a lot of movies like that that kind of had that, that feel to them. I think like maybe Dick Tracy might have been another one that came. I don't know if that was 1990 or not, but that's one that I kind of put into the same box. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I don't know. It's kind of a tangent, anyways. And I'm not meaning to crap on your childhood <laughs> memories of your movies, Joel. I'm just no. You know. It's that's the thing. We, the the thing that's fun about talking to you guys about it is that we were all in such different places in our lives when we first encountered these movies. And and so now when we go back at them, we can kind of revisit those moments. Yeah, that's neat. It's neat to have different perspectives. Well, you know? I, I don't care if someone doesn't like the same thing I like. It's a stupid movie about guys in turtle costumes. Come on, like as much as I'm sure I cherish it, it's also dumb. I'm fine with that. I think I was in eighth grade when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out. Um, so, so yeah. So we've been going on for a while though. So we'll end it here and. Uh, Uh, Until next episode, we will talk to you later.